Hello, podcast listeners. This is Eric from the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. Today we have episode 62. Here's exactly how to tell if the person you're dating is emotionally available. This is from one of our favorite websites, theeverygirl.com, and this is from September of 2023. And now, on to the show. Hello. My goodness. Is this Michelle? It is. It is. This is Michelle, European traveler galore. It's, it's really me. This is you true. See, you do sound a little groggy. I'm very, very, very Don't tired. Don't go to sleep. Wait until your normal time. I can't. If you don't do that, you're gonna you're gonna be jacked for a week. Yeah, I'm trying. Okay, I'm so trying. I'm catching you know, just, my I second just, wind. Go ahead. I just, I just looked say? it up. We're on episode sixty-two. Oh. Here's exactly how to tell if the person you're dating is emotionally available. Uh, the reason why we're doing this on Anchor. Or now it's actually Spotify. Is oh, because I was wondering. I went to go, go live, and it's been so long since we went live. They changed it so you can only go live on Wisdom if you're a top mentor. Oh. I don't even know what the hell that means. And so okay. I tried a couple different ways, and then there's a way you can send an email to some. Even though we have like over a thousand followers on uh, Wisdom. It's like we're not a top we're not a top mentor. Wow. Probably because we haven't been active. That and there's like a whole plethora of questions you have to answer. And I don't know if you have to answer them in a specific way to be considered a top mentor. Oh, which, wow. which seems kind of silly. Yeah. Well, it's fine. We can we can make do here, we- right? We can make do. I actually I sent an invite to Maria too, so to see if she'll Did jump you? to see if she'll jump on. I, I figured oh. I don't want to send one to the guy, you know, the dudes. Okay. <laughs> well, well, just just saying. Don't want to talk. Don't don't want to don't want to send them to the dudes because today dudes. we're talking. What are we talking about? Hold on. Oh, emotional availability. Yeah, I was I was hoping you would pick the Swifty one because the Swifty one was kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, pick pick someone outside your normal demo. What but do you want to do? No, because inevitably, you know, it's going to happen. You what? know, it's going to crash and burn, and then she's going to write a song about him, and then you know, all the girls are going to go, "That's right, Swifty, you say That's it, girl. Right. You say it, girl. That's right." I agree. That is what's going to happen. Of course, because it's hey. like if if she's had so many crappy relationships, what is the common denominator? Mm-hmm. Swifty. <laughs> Maybe she's the crappy one to be in a relationship with, not the other way around. Could be. I bet really you she's just. Be. A, I bet you she's just a train wreck. I don't know. Yeah. You know, she lives not far from where I. I used to live. I didn't know that. Yeah. Why went why I'm missing Pennsylvania is where she's from. Wow. Yep. That, that I did I did not know she's from Pennsylvania. Now isn't she yeah, an American yeah. Idol person or Yeah. Yeah, I think I thought I thought so. I kind she of stopped not. watching that show 
decades ago, so I'm not not really tuned in. Um, who was like Kelly Clarkson? Kelly Clarkson was the first one, and then no, there was and then, um, and then who there was, was country singer. Well, let's jump in then. Let's and, do it. Uh, just do it. So we're we're not talking Swifty tonight. We're talking. Uh, we're talking about dating, and this is from my favorite website, theeverygirl.com. I love theeverygirl.com. You do love it. So one. I know there's well, there's lots of info, and so sometimes you you go to dig up articles, and they're a little dated. Yeah, yeah, they're a little dated. So here's exactly how to tell if the person you're dating is emotionally available. That's important these days. Yes, it now, is. Now, it's going to reference 20-somethings, but I think emotional availability goes across all age ranges. I think as we get older, I say I always like to use 40-plus, people are a little more set in their ways. Yep. I think when I think when you're still in your 20s, you're still pliable. You're still, you know, still able to, yeah, maybe, maybe tweak them a little bit, bend them a little bit, you know. Agree. You know, so, so, but, you know, when you're in your 20s, it's like, yeah, you know, people, people are still open to ideas. But once you get to your 40s, 50s, and 60s, yeah, people are a little more set in their ways. Absolutely. I think even in in mid thirties. True. How was the dude? Did the dude pick you up? No. No, what? you know what? My daughter got a brand new car. Nice. And um she was heading towards Orange County on Saturday, so she picked me up. Oh, did you fly into John Wayne Airport? Mm mm. No. LAX. LAX. I thought you said you ate. You're, you're munching on food again. I am. If if I have to stay awake, <laughs> got to keep got to keep the glucose going. That's right. Anyway, no, um, I flew into LAX. Gotcha. And she yeah, lives LAX. in Culver City, so. Oh, uh, airport shit show. <laughs> It's just I can, but I'll tell you what, that global entry is a godsend. Global entry is good. There's an there's another app. If you don't have global entry, there's a there's another app called MPC, which Never is mobile yeah, mobile passport control. Oh and yes, mobile, I did hear MPC about that. Works in certain airports. Mm-hmm. And and in San Francisco, it's a godsend because if you fly through San Francisco like I do, and you have to stand in that regular line, yeah, uh, that's an hour wait. Yeah, to clear customs. And if you use MPC, which is available at all major cities, you know, there's a list of cities. There's like twenty some cities on there, okay. and it it gets you through in the same amount of time as Global Entry. Oh, cool. And now, Global Entry, you can do that at Staples. Oh, get out. Yeah, Staples, uh, you pay a fee, and you go in and do your interview and all that stuff at Staples. Yep. Mm. Yeah, they have signs right up front to, to get your Global Entry. They're trying to make it, I think, easier for people to get it accomplished. 
Yeah. I actually got mine when I flew home <clears throat> from Aruba. And Aruba? It was really, yeah, it was really easy in Aruba. Mm. Um, nobody was there getting the uh, the global entry done. So I actually almost missed my flight, though. Oh, wow. um, good. But, uh, yeah, it was good. All right, well, let's jump on in. Let's jump uh, on in. Okay, as a 20-something, I'm going to say 50-something, who loves nothing more than chatting with a friend about our love lives over a happy hour beverage, a la Sex in the City, every once in a while, I'll notice the same theme recurring in my conversations about dating. For example, when cuffing season rolls around, and on this article, there are different things underlined. And if you hover, and we used to say hover to discover, at the hospital, mm-hmm. uh, over that, it's a link that, t- that explains to you what all these different terms mean. Cuffing season basically means you're shacking up with, with one person, hopefully. Yeah, right. The hot topic tends to be, who will do these adorable fall and winter activities with me, if not a significant other? And when the weather starts to heat up, there's a whole lot of weight. Do I even like this person I'm dating at all? In my love life debriefs. Oh, people do love life debriefs? I don't know about that. So, in the midst of all the therapy speak controversy on the internet, there are a lot of relationship terms that get thrown around when many of us don't have the knowledge or qualifications to use them. With that, I've noticed one question that seems to be on everyone's mind. What does it really mean to be emotionally available? I got to interject on this one because I remember when I first started dating my ex-husband, the girl that he dated before me told him that he wasn't emotionally available. So he got a cat and he called it emo. (laughs) He did not. And I later learned that she was right. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She was right. Yes. Yes. All right, so I'm going to read the next paragraph. The more I thought about emotional availability, the less I felt I understood it. This was when I decided to investigate because if this phrase is popping up in people's hinge profiles, yes, it has infiltrated the dating apps, then we all need to be on the same page about what emotional availability truly looks like. Whether you're like me and simply want to understand the definition of the term or you're genuinely looking for signs of emotional availability, and a potential partner, here is the breakdown of everything I learned about the true meaning of emotional availability. All right, why don't you take it? The true, the true meaning of emotional availability. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I think there's more than one meaning. So what does, being emotion, what does being emotionally available even mean? To get to the bottom of the definition of emotional availability, I consulted Patty, Patty, a licensed clinical social worker and relationship coach, of course. Emotional availability is when someone is ready to make and maintain a healthy emotional connection. You know, Patty Sabia told me this could mean being able to to be open and honest with another person while remaining true to themselves or feeling ready to be vulnerable with someone knowing there is a chance they could be criticized or judged. Vulnerability and openness are key markers 
of emotional availability. When someone is emotionally unavailable, they might pull back from opportunities to honestly share about themselves in a relationship. One common misconception about emotional availability that Sabia points out is that emotional availability is someone that is strictly useful to gauge. What's that? Oh, something that is strictly useful to gauge in romantic relationships. In fact, emotional availability applies to building both romantic and platonic relationships. At the end of the day, all relationships require a degree of vulnerability. So it is possible to be emotionally available in a friendship too. Interesting. I think sometimes you are more open and emotionally available to friends if you know that there's no possibility of romantic entanglements. Right. I agree. And the chance for vulnerability and getting hurt, right? Of course. You know, you're, yeah. you're, you're kind of putting yourself out there, but you, you want to, you know, you want to be cautious with someone who might be a romantic interest versus someone who is a friend and, you know, whether you friend zone them or, or whether you, you know, you just look at them as, okay, this person's only ever going to be a friend. They're not going to be anything more than that. And it's like, then that person is safe to be open and honest and vulnerable with. Yep. For sure. Yep. For sure. All right. I'm going to go on recognizing emotional availability in yourself. When I first started to question the meaning of emotional availability, I realized that the main reason why I didn't understand the definition was because I wasn't quite sure how to recognize it in myself. Like, am I emotionally available or am I just thirsty as hell? Am I emotionally (laughs) unavailable or is this date just going badly? Given that I know from my SATC style chats, I don't know what that means. I don't either. That I'm not the only gal with these questions. I asked Sabla for the green flags that you can look out for to recognize emotional availability in yourself. Here are the top four emotionally availability green flags she pointed out to me. SATC is sex in the city. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Number one, you are confident you won't ignore the other person's red flags. Interesting. Interesting. Number two, you can celebrate people in happy relationships. Mm. Uh, Meaning, I guess, if you're not in one, you can be happy for others that are. Um, Number three, you feel ready to take a risk and be vulnerable with someone new. Number four, you recognize the toxic patterns in past relationships and you aren't worried about falling back into them. True. For me, me, the second green flag she mentioned, you can elaborate, you can celebrate people in happy relationships, stands out as the easiest gut check for emotional availability. All you have to do is figure it out. All you have to do to figure it out is open Instagram. Does that picture of the couple getting engaged on your feed fill you with warm and fuzzy feelings or does it make you slightly nauseous? Even, <laughs> even if you know you should be happy for them. If the answer is the former, congratulations, you've likely achieved some level of emotional availability. If the answer is the latter, then you might be in the emotionally unavailable camp 
which is completely okay as long as you're being honest with yourself about that fact. That's pretty funny. That is funny. There, there are there are a number of people on Facebook who, anytime they get a boyfriend or a girlfriend, I won't, I'm not going to say which is, I'm not going to say whether it's a man or a woman, but they, oh my God, their Facebook feed just gets overrun with, oh my God, look at us, we're holding hands at the beach. Oh my God, look, we're at the sunset. We're, we're having dinner together. It's like, all of a sudden, their feed just blows up with relationship. Facebook vomit. Facebook yeah, vomit. <laughs> just blows up with relationship stuff. And because and I and I, I'm a firm believer in this. And this and I've said this to people before. And I go, to me, a relationship is between two people. Facebook should not have anything to do with a relationship. Exactly. Period. End of story. And I go, I and the moment you start posting all your relationship stuff on Facebook, it no longer belongs to you and your boyfriend or girlfriend. Right. It belongs to the community. And not everyone in the community is happy for you. Right. You know, you'll, 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 hear, you'll get little snarky comments sometimes or... You know, or someone's like, oh, my God, I'm so happy for you. They're not happy for you. <laughs> you know, and it's just, and, and it's, it's like, it's high school 101. And there's a couple people right now that are in relationships. And I'm just waiting for the, the train wreck. No, the drift. Because it always happens where, hold on, I'm going to look one up real quick. I'm not going to tell you who it is. <laughs> and so, it, so. All of a sudden, the happy, uh, the happy couple, you know, the happy couple, all of a sudden memes start popping. Oh, here's here's one. You don't really know someone until you say no to them. <laughs> okay, and okay, I'm gonna scroll some more because this is a person who just he blows up their feed when they're dating someone. Oh my god. You know? And then all of a sudden, when things start crashing and burning, you know, love comes to those who still hope after disappointment, who still believe after betrayal, and who still love after they've been hurt. Oh, my God. It's like, yo, sometimes you meet someone and they inspire you to be single. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is is one person's feed post-relationship. Wait, do I know this person? No, you do not. Oh, my God. This is me not caring about football season. Obviously, this guy likes football. Oh, my God. So funny. Sometimes God sends an ex back into your life to see if you're still stupid. (laughs) That's perfect. I know, but it's just like, it's so funny. It's like two weeks ago. like one per day. I don't even know. I'm not looking. Oh uh, God. Yeah, it, but it's like it, it. There's a couple people on here. It's it's like, it's like, oh my God! It's like, oh my God! This guy, he's so perfect. Mm. Oh, and here's a picture of Kermit reading a how to slap someone through the internet. <laughs> you know, but it's like, 
there are people, and we all know these people. It's like the second they get a boyfriend, you know, the second they get a boyfriend or girlfriend, it's like, oh, can't, oh, it's just overrun the feed with happy, happy, joy, joy. And then, and, you know, and then once things start going south, you start seeing snarky memes. And then oh once the thing blows up, once the thing blows up, it's just like the shit talking memes. Uh. And, and what is, what does this one example say to you? <laughs> Don't effing put your stuff on Facebook. Agree. Unless you're getting engaged, or like married. the ring is on the finger, <laughs> or you're getting married. Right. And you want people to know. Right. If you're in the throes of just dating, quote, and I'm doing air quotes. Right. Keep that shit off of Facebook. I agree. You know, 100%. and me and my ex, there are, I don't know, 20 posts with us, tops. You have to do some serious digging to find them. Yeah. And she did not like her stuff on Facebook at all because she was a college professor and she right. didn't want her students to know where she lived. <clears throat> yeah. Can't blame them. Uh-uh. Her. Well, and she taught psychology. Yeah. You know, she, yep. didn't, she didn't want people knowing her business. And nope. I was kind of like, I go, I agree. So, okay, I'm going to start. This is recognizing how, emotional how long, availability. How long, in others. In, how long are we into, into this for? So, oh, we're 18 minutes. Okay, that's good. <laughs> recognizing emotional availability in others. Now that you know whether or not you are emotionally available, hopefully you are, how can you recognize that quality in other people? This is when the therapy speak of it all can make things confusing because chances are you misinterpreted certain sayings or actions from potential partners as emotional availability at one point or another. For instance, you might take constant texting as a sign of emotional availability when it's usually simply a sign of available time. You might think that getting deep about past relationships early on indicates emotional availability, but it could also mean that person you're seeing is still hung up on their ex. (laughs) That's not good. That's, that's messed up, you know, (laughs) and according to Sabia, that's Patty, you know, the best way to gauge another person's emotional availability is to pay attention to their actions in your relationship. I believe that action more than words. Yeah. You know, if you get the, I call them declaratives or maybes. Like, you know, hey, we should go out to dinner. Like, yeah, let's set a day. You know, hey, how about Thursday? Let's go to dinner on Thursday. It's like, that's very declarative. And if you get a, yeah, yeah, we should do that sometime. Well, when are you available? Uh, I'll have to look at my schedule. (laughs) Look at my calendar. You know, instead of like being very declarative, like, Hey, what about Thursday? Thursday's good for me. Is it good for you? When you have someone who's very decisive and declarative, that's a good thing. 
Right. You know, when you get the wishy-washy, oh, I need to check with my need to check with my girl, see what days I have open. You know, it's like, yeah, that's that's the wishy-washy. Wishy-washy, wishy-washy. Mm-hmm. So willingness to be vulnerable manifests in the things that that person you're dating does from being respectful of your time. I agree with that to making future plans with you. When a person you're seeing is emotionally available, they will call or text. When they say they will, they will show up on time to date and never cancel at the last minute. And they will commit to future dates. Sabia also pointed out that when a person is emotionally available, they will have uncomfortable conversations with you in person rather than from behind a screen over text or email. I really despise text messaging when it comes to relationships. It's like, pick the damn phone up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Especially certain certain conversations. Yeah, agreed. You know, and I always say emails and, and messaging and texting is so very one-dimensional mm-hmm. that you can't feel the nuance. Right. Well, and things can be misconstrued very easily. So if it's a serious conversation. If it's a serious conversation. Yeah. Pick up. Pick up the phone. Sabia pointed out that when a person is emotionally available, they have uncomfortable. Okay, I already said that. By contrast, if someone you're seeing is making false promises, playing games, delaying responses to your messages, or canceling plans at the last minute, those can be red flags for emotional unavailability. When we bring it all back to Sabia's definition of emotional availability as a willingness to be vulnerable, if you're finding yourself getting really in your head about another person's emotional, you know what? She says emotional availability so much, I'm just going to abbreviate and say EA. <laughs> there you go. But God, it's like <laughs> she, 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 every sentence that she's got that chance it's like a person trying to fill a paper to get it to two pages exactly chances are if they are truly ea they will be able to give you an honest answer and next time you find yourself debating the potential ea of a friend bow over cocktails you can let them know that you've done your research interesting oh done your research oh not the research what research (laughs) is that per se well, here we go. Have you ever, now, a quick question. Have you ever been a fan of looking at someone's horoscope and comparing it to yours? No. I've known people who will ask me, like, oh, what day were you born? And, I'll, you know, okay, July 18th. And I was like, oh, do you know what time you were born at? Were you born in the morning or were you born in the afternoon? Like, I was born early in the morning. Oh, okay. And then I had one woman do this whole relationship chart. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She did a whole relationship chart for me. And how, I was like, how far into your date were you? First or date. Into the dating process? First date. Oh. oh, that's, that's tough. <laughs> I know. I was like on the first date, she, she's dropping this on me. I'm like, is this good? I don't know. Is this but, good? Well, I guess she was just seeing if you were qualified and that if it was going to work. She's seeing if I had potential. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty funny. Oh, my goodness. I know, right, but so, like first date, she, she dropped it on me. Well, some people really believe in that that whole thing. And, yes. Uh, com- you know, as far as compatibility and 
whatevs. Did you just um, do a little snort? No, I just went. Yeah, you did. You're, <laughs> falling, you're, you're falling asleep on me. No. <laughs> I, I might. I might if I don't no. start talking. Oh. All right. So what to do if you or someone you're dating is emotionally unavailable? Mm. Take notes. Take notes. Aside from knowing more about the actual term itself, knowing the truth about EA in your personal relationships does actually make a big difference when it comes to dating. You can easily get hurt or waste your time if someone isn't EA. It's better to find out that that it's better to find that out sooner rather than later after you've invested time and emotional energy into the relationship. So determining whether or not someone's EA in the early stages of dating is crucial because it can help paint the picture of how the relationship might pan out in the future. Furthermore, figuring out whether you are EA can save you time and energy in the dating world that you might simply need to put back into yourself. When I first started thinking about this question earlier this year, I realized that I was definitely emotionally unavailable. I decided to take two full months off of dating and poof, when I got back on the apps, I instantly felt more excited about the people I was meeting. Of course, there is no cookie cutter solution to EU, emotional unavailability, but in my experience, taking a short dating hiatus can be a great way to go. Hmm. When it comes to recognizing emotional unavailability in someone you're dating, your course of action should definitely depend on the situation itself, not just the fact that EU is present for relationships that are integrated into your life. Sabla recommends having an open conversation, ask what they're doing to work on themselves to become emotionally available, individual therapy, group therapy, self-reflection, journaling, etc. If they aren't doing anything new now to change and grow, they will likely be the same person in the later stages of dating that they are in the early stages. At the end of the day, you definitely deserve vulnerability and honesty in any relationship you're in. So if the person you're dating is not willing to work on their emotional unavailability, it might be time to say thank you. Next. Interesting. Oh, was that it? That was the end of it. A little bit to where the green flags underlined. It's under the recognizing emotional availability in yourself. And then there's a thing called green flags. Do you see it? Back at the top. Yeah, towards the top. Yeah, go ahead. We'll, I'll look for it. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about some of the green flags because I think we know a lot of the red flags. Once you kind of get to your 40s, 50s, and 60s dating-wise, I think the yeah. red flags are very apparent. But I, I think the one thing you have to do always is trust your gut. If your yep. gut is telling you that something is not good, not great, it's like absolutely trust yourself. Right. And don't let the other person talk you out of how you feel. Exactly. So, <laughs> so some of the, the green flags, well, I'll, they're really short. So 
number one, a green flag, because I want to talk about the good stuff. I don't want to talk about the bad stuff, you know, but they explicitly say what they're looking for. It's which means if you're online dating, they actually wrote a profile with more than one sentence, (laughs) you know, not Eric manifesto length, not Eric's manifesto (laughs) length profile, but a profile of reasonable uh, length that you can kind of get a feel for who they are. You know, knowing from the get to go, uh, knowing from the get go that someone wants casual or they're trying to find a soulmate. I don't know if people usually soulmate. I think people say long-term they're long-term minded. Takes a lot of guesswork out of the dating equation. Then you don't waste your time. Their photos show what they like to do versus just selfies. We emphasize this in many podcasts. Like, if you like to go hiking, show a picture with you and your buds hiking. You know, if you like to bike ride like we do, like, you know, I always throw a couple bike cycling pictures in there. You know, so people know that when I mention cycling or biking, that I don't mean... I don't mean beach cruiser. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So their photos show what they like to do versus just selfies. Number three, they have a unique opener. That's not necessarily needed, but if I was, uh, there was one, uh, because I, I went back on the apps recently and there was one that asked me a funny recent story and I told the st- I told the story about when I jumped out of a moving cab in Osaka with I had three million yen on me. <laughs> so I had three, oh my god I had three million yen, and I had to change it, you know, because they were all giant bills, and and I had to change it for lower denominations to give to our guests. So I had to oh my God. so I had to change the three million yen down to lots of fifteen hundred. And the only place mm-hmm. you could get it done was at a bank. And so and the banks were closing like within minutes. And mm. and I saw a bank and I and I literally said, Slow down, slow down. And I opened the car door and the cab driver who only speaks Japanese was freaking the fuck out. Oh geez. And then the guy who's in the cab with me is bigger than me is big German dude, Robert. And Robert <laughs> is going, it's okay. It's okay. He's leaving. I'm staying. He's leaving. I'm staying. Of course, this guy's only speaks Japanese. He doesn't understand a damn word we're saying to him. <laughs> you know? oh my God, so he's leaving. Funny. I'm saying, and I'm literally jumping out of a moving cab with 3 million yen in a, in a, in a grocery sack. Oh my to get to the bank and I literally run into the bank there's a security guard and security guard is like we're closing in two minutes and I go it's okay and I showed him like the giant bag of money <laughs> and then he, oh he goes okay you can come in and then oh in this bank they did not speak a shred of English oh. and so explaining to them what I was trying to do was complicated did you use the Google Translate app? They had. They finally found a translator, a, a one there, that that we were communicating that way. Oh my gosh! 
but I had to pay them. How much did I have to pay him? I had to pay him a couple thousand yen just to uh, convert the money. But but after I can after I converted it, I had from U.S. to that. No, no, no. It was in yen, but they were all large bills. Oh boy! Yeah, so they're all like uh, ten thousand yen increments, and I, I had three million yen, which was about twenty grand U.S. And I had to break it down into fifteen hundred—I think fifteen hundred yen increments. Yeah, which which is was about one hundred and twenty bucks. That's crazy. Yeah, but I had, I literally jumped out of a moving cab to do that (laughs) yeah yeah literally jumped out of a moving cab to do that number two their photos show what they like to do versus just selfies yeah i just there's nothing wrong oh you did do that one yeah um so but here's number four is a biggie i'll let you do that one all right they make a plan to meet Talking to someone for weeks on end with no plan in sight can make you feel like a texting partner rather than a potential date. But when someone makes a plan to meet, whether that's in person or via FaceTime, early on, it feels like you're both in in it to actually date rather than just text forever. Bonus points if they ask to meet you in a public place first. I, <laughs> I like the picture important. of the guy underneath. Yeah, I mean, I've been in situations where... I was too busy to meet for a date, and then, um, you know, it just it just kind of fizzled. I think a lot so. of people. I think a lot of people, you know, they kind of poo-poo the coffee dates. But the good yeah. thing about the coffee date is, if the guy forgets his wallet, or he doesn't have any money, it's only going to cost you twelve bucks. Right. <laughs> You know, twelve bucks and you're 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 in and out, right? You know, and you know it's just uh, the coffee dates have their purpose, they have yeah. their meaning, you know, and and it's an easy way to kind of do a you know a once over on someone to see if you know they're in your wheelhouse in terms of you know dating material. Yep, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, All right, they have an informative bio. Someone's name, age, and occupation are the bare minimum requirements in a bio, if you ask me. Dating apps are meant to help you meet people, so I appreciate when there's more thought put into a bio, and they include things like their interests or hobbies and what they want out of the opposite, uh, out of the app, sorry, what they want out of the app. A little more knowledge prior to exchanging hellos makes the dating process significantly easier mm. yep for that sure is, that is for for sure hey, number six they actually read your profile so uh-huh. yeah i i i write a lengthier profile than most mm-hmm. and so when someone says hi and that's it that's all you get out of them is a hi I go, A, they didn't read my profile. Because if they did read my profile, they would have something to say like, oh, wow, you know, how often you hike, you go bike riding, you do this, you do that. 
they would have something else to say other than hi. You know, and so if you do write a profile that has a little definition to it, you're going to get more than a high, you know, or if you get something that sounds like a very canned response, that person is going copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. The best ones are when I get a copy, paste, and they accidentally put the wrong name in. Hi, Adam. How are you doing? Uh, I'm not Adam. (laughs) (laughs) Copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. Yeah. So reading the profile (laughs) is important. This is a big one. Seven. They're positive. Amen. I agree with that. It's awkward to see someone immediately go into the negative. No cheaters. Not looking around for drama. But when their profile is filled with positivity, like everything they love to do, how much they love their job, and they have an open mind, excited to date, you're so much more drawn to them. Instead of saying what you don't want, a positive profile states what you do want. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing and nothing worse than the first conversation that devolves into telling you all about their ex and especially how they cheated on them and how they're a low down, dirty scoundrel. And it's like, like pump the brakes on that person and say, right. you know, you know, I'm interested in knowing your history, but Friends let's don't. talk about you. <laughs> Let's yeah. talk about you. Let's focus on you. You tell me who you are. I don't care about your ex. He's in the freaking rearview mirror as far as I'm concerned. Right. So why, sh- you know, I shouldn't have to worry about that guy. For sure. Both show. Right. Number eight, they state the social issues they care about. Oh, boy. It's good to know when we're on the same page. Bumble has options to state the issues you care about, such as Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ and rights, feminism, and more, making this one extra, making this one extra easy. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we've talked about this before, before about um, being vaccinated or not. I remember people asking me about that, be vaccinated, and there was one guy that was an anti-vaxxer, so you can't, um, go out to dinner with somebody because they were vaccinated. Well, that was a I think, much. I think it, I think it all, the, the anti-vax also has a political bend to it as well. Yeah, for sure. You know, if, if you are anti-vax, you're probably more right leaning than anything. Yeah. So cray, 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 cray. I agree. No good. Okay, where are we? Number nine? They link up to Spotify. You can see their musical taste. I've heard about this. I think Mm -hmm. that is the equivalent of us making a mixtape for someone. Back in the day. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Uh-oh, Michelle's fading on me. I I am fading on you. They link up to Spotify so you can see their musical taste. You can learn a lot about someone through their Spotify, which is why Link Up Spotify is one of the favorite dating app green flags. Probably like if they're EDM, they like to party. If they like the Lumineers, they enjoy going to coffee shops. <laughs> Lots of obscure pop punk, my kind of partner. Oh yeah, gosh. I think musical tastes are important. You know, I would say. I would Number say. 10. This is, this is Eric's biggie. 
They're actually smiling in their photos. <laughs> That's a biggie for me. It is. Back to the positivity. Having a few photos that shows off your pearly whites just makes you look approachable and fun. Versus a weird, serious selfie face over and over again. I've actually seen that too. It's like the same selfie but different outfits over and over again. I need <laughs> to be the, able to imagine the same what background. What's that? Same background too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the, the bathroom selfie. Yeah. No good. No good. No good for sure. That's a no bueno, man. Uh, no bueno. Oh, I'm losing you. Is jet lagged? She's yes, fading. I'm very jet lagged. This is episode. I am fading, and I was episode sixty-two. And uh, I will have all three of these posted before I leave for Greece on Saturday. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> it's uh it is a challenge at times. I I remind Mike and Eric because I'm I'm gonna try to get them to come with me on the uh, trip to uh Columbia River. You know, I'm I I, I tell I go to I there's no joke. I mean it's like fourteen hour days, lots of lifting. Yeah. 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 For sure. You know, and so, you know, they're like, okay. You know. When is that trip? Uh, not until August of next year. Mm, nice. Yeah. So. Cool beans. Yep, yep. All right, well, I'm going to let you go because I am really not staying up. <laughs> <laughs> I, made, I made the mistake of sliding into a horizontal position. <laughs> Oh, it was funny on, on Saturday for Maria's birthday party. He's like, we rode hard that day. I mean, it was like, it was a slugfest. And and then some people went home and took a shower and came back, like Mike and Patrice. But but I got there and I, and I intentionally stayed away from the sofa because I go, man, if I lay on that sofa, I'm going to be asleep in a heartbeat. Oh my gosh! Because that sofa she has is so damn comfortable. Yeah, it is. It's like it like it like sucks you in. It like it lures you in. in, and it's like it it's like no, no. It's oh like, my gosh! Yeah, I mean it's good. It's man, it's like all you want to do is snooze after you get, you get in that thing. No, that's. I have a very comfortable sofa too, and I don't often um, sit down unless I'm like working. Mm-hmm. So when I do sit down, it's just lights out. And then I was sitting here on my phone doing this, and all of a sudden I'm like, I'm just gonna rest my head on the pillow. <laughs> oh my god! If you do that, yep. like you fade very quickly. I know, I know. Very quickly. So, I think I'm just going to give up and go to bed. I can't, can't fight it Once anymore. Once again, this is what he said, she said podcast. And this is episode 62. And I'm going to wish Michelle a good night because she is off to bed. <laughs> I am. Um...
Okay. Um, goodbye. Have a good one. All right. I'll see you when I get back yeah. from Greece somewhere October right. 20th or 21st, something like that. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. I'm looking enjoy, forward to I'm looking enjoy forward your to, night. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Greece, though. Oh, hey, um, Renee is going to be in town Who's at Renee? the end of the month. Remember the girl that rode with us? Oh, yeah. To... Yeah, yeah, she's coming back. I like her. So I said, I said, we'll try to do the LA ride then. We have a century. So, we have a century on November 4th. You should be gone by then. Well, October 26th, we have the Spooktacular ride. I think that's the day she gets in. And then the 28th, we have the APU ride to the uh, Hollywood sign. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Yep. Oh, awesome. Yeah, 28th. Cool. I told her she needs to start practicing her hills. Yeah, there's only one real hill. You know, it's yeah. But it's a good one. Cool. It's a good one. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Have a good night. All get, right. Get some rest. All right. I will. Oh. Good night. Okay, bye-bye. See ya. Bye. Hi, my name's Michelle. I'm a certified personal trainer and wellness coach. I've been in the fitness industry for 28 years and began combining my R3 method with personal training in 2020. I believe through making changes in your lifestyle, you can thrive versus just survive during peri and postmenopause. Until perimenopause, I was able to control my weight through exercise and eating healthy food. During this time, I had many life stressors that were affecting my emotional and physical self. Several months after my 52nd birthday, I hired my own accountability and nutrition coach as I had felt fluffy and stuck with a middle-aged belly and just downright exhausted. I didn't know how to move forward and felt like I needed someone to guide me and hold me accountable. I was ready for change at any cost. What ensued was a mind-body transformation, 18 months of an adventure and education in what my body needed as a menopausal female, focusing on all areas of health, a long, hard look at my nutritional needs, the way I was working out, my sleep, my activity level, my water intake, and learning how to manage stress. The result, 29 pounds lost and 13% body fat gone, restored energy and sleep, stronger workouts, and a passion to help other women do the same. If you are like me, don't hesitate to reach out. You can find me on Instagram at Coach Michelle with one L, M Fitness, or go to my website at www.mfitnessforlife.com.